Hello. Hi, Steve. This is Rebecca with Ashray Journal. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Glad to be here. So in the uh, December issue of the journal, you wrote about needing more field data for ground source heat pump design models. This is covered at length in the article, but can you give us a brief preview about why it's so important? Okay. Um, well, uh, these things, uh, ground source heat pumps, have been done successfully for years and years, and often uh, in the deep south where it's, it's warmer and these systems are um, not going to work correctly with these extremes uh, would occur in the deep south. Uh, but the issue is the ground and what's in it, the water, uh, the type of soil is very, very complex. And so you don't really know exactly what's down there. We have tests that they run that tell us a little bit about it, about its temperature and its thermal conductivity. Well, you take that complexity and add to that that some designs become very, very complicated. And then, of course, the other variable is uh, the weather and the things that uh, occupants do inside the building. So it, it takes a lot to predict these things. And the reason that I wrote this article is because people have been doing this very successful, uh, particularly in my home state. And when you look at the computer programs uh, that are available currently, a lot of them will predict these systems will overheat when there is too much heat uh, delivered in the ground, like in the cooling mode, versus how much is taken out. So there's a big imbalance in, in these climates, particularly in Texas, where the ground is so hot. So these computer programs are saying these things should not last more than 20 or 30 years, but in fact, they are in reality. So that's why I wrote the article to say that we need more data to see why these things are working, and in many cases, why they're not. There are so many things that you do not know down in the ground. So in order to be accurate, a computer program must have all the necessary input data, and much of that input data is not available when the formation is complex and the heat transfer is complex. Most of the models depend primarily on what's called conduction heat transfer models, where you assume the ground is solid rock or solid dirt or solid clay. But in that formation, there is water, and there is water movement, and there's also, when you heat the ground up, the temperature uh, creates uh, something that happens similar to cooling towers where evaporation begins. And evaporation, like if you, know, you have a water spray in your yard and your kids are running through it, it's much, much cooler. So that happens in the ground. And water has a very, very high thermal contact, uh, uh, capacity when evaporation occurs. So that's what's happening in these formations, in many of them, is the water is not only moving, 
is evaporated. And that's talked about in the paper, uh, how much more resistance to overheating that concept gives you. And so you just don't know how effective the ground is in order to put it into your computer program. So that's why we need more field data uh, to, you know, say what works and what doesn't and have these computer programs better informed to predict what really is going to happen. Okay, uh, last question. Many of the systems you discuss in the article are for K-12 schools. Why are GSHP so important in this application? Um, schools often have sufficient funding for uh, construction and renovation. Uh, however, oftentimes uh, the case is they do not have uh, sufficient operating funds and maintenance funds. Our research discovered that a typical uh, school district, a HVAC maintenance person has to care for five to six schools or buildings. And this makes it very difficult when the equipment is exposed to the exterior and when funds are limited to repair things. So the things with ground source heat pumps is that there's no exposed equipment to the outdoors. Everything is either in the ground or it's inside the building. And so what happens, it's a very, very low maintenance system with low energy cost if the design of the HVAC system is simple. So that gives schools uh, systems that could last for 30 years with very, very little maintenance. And so that's why it fits well with the funding of school districts is that they have funds to build, but not to maintain and operate. So it's very important that we get these heat exchanger designs uh, accurate so that the, the systems can be optimal. Thanks so much for that, Steve. I know our readers will be glad to learn more by reading the article. I'm Rebecca Matasovsky, Ashray Journal's technical editor, and you've been listening to Hot Air. Hot Air.